Jimi Hendrix. Okay. Yeah. How? How? Fucking black people invented rock and roll. Right. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to Brother to Brother. Our podcast is part therapy, part tongue-in-cheek, and all real talk. We're back with episode 25, but before we get into our main discussion, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the Carson Corner. <laughs> is that that's the new topic? Is that a new segment, Carson Corner? The new segment, Carson Corner, where we, Reggie and John Carson, talk about some of the things going on in our life. I swear this this podcast has more new segments than any podcast I've ever known. Too many segments. Too many segments. Um, but in all in, in all seriousness, though, Reds, what's going on in your what's going on in life right now? Well, for one, this one's different because I'm looking you right in your face, right in the face. Yeah, because you're here in Charlotte and helping uh, me move and shit, and uh, yeah, so we're recording instead of over Skype face to face, which is interesting it's gonna be interesting i can't uh play hearthstone on the sly but uh, on the <laughs> on the plus side we won't hear random trucks and motorcycles going off in the background for once so yeah enjoy it because it's going to be short-lived <laughs> um but in other personal news um i'm a two person a two podcast uh kind of guy now yeah because uh we in my humble opinion, uh, we, we just decided to to wrap up. Um, it was just getting a bit much. You could go to imhopodcast.com to you know listen to the last episode there. Um, so I'm not going to get into it here, but yeah, it was just it was time. It was sad. Um, you know, I poured out some liquor for the show. Uh, I thought it was funny though. We got so many comments about it. I know. No one wants to write in whenever we're active, but you end the show and all of a sudden everyone's like, yeah, where are you guys going? I got questions. I have things to ask. Uh Where were you? Where were you for the first 50 plus shows? Um, I'll say uh, some personal things going on in my life. I have been enjoying a very nice winter up north. It hasn't really gotten too much snow. And I've gotten too deep into podcasting. Like, just... Mm -hmm. Way too many podcasts out there, but I did get to revisit one podcast that you spoke about, or you actually introduced me into, which was Dirty John. If you haven't listened to it, you should, you should go and download it. It's only like six episodes, it might even just be five, but it is infuriating. It will make you question victim blaming. Yeah, because I think that's something that we're eventually going to talk about. I mean, after the, the landmine that we na- navigated with uh, the Aziz Ansari thing and, and and other Me Too stuff, might as well jump into the, that one. Because, like, I, I've got not not hot take opinions about victim blaming, but I think, I think absolutism on just about anything is, is not necessarily good. And, yeah, you sh- well, we'll save that for later, for another episode. But, I mean... It, Long and short of it, yes, there's you shouldn't blame a victim for something that 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 has happened to them for the most part. But I think there's sometimes a certain amount of culpability sometimes for some people. You know, like when you have warning signs and you choose to ignore them, and then something bad happens. I'm not saying it's your fault, but I mean, you got to bear some responsibility, right? You can only drive through so many stop signs before you're surprised when you get hit by a car. 
that's a story yeah. and for another show. But in the meantime, go listen to Dirty John. Again, it's a fast, quick, easy listen. And um, maybe you'll be as angry and hot as I am about it. But uh, enough about us. How about we get into the news? Egg on our face because holy shit, Democrats. Senate Democrats. I had no idea that you guys were going to fold like a piece of origami and a Japanese element. And that's really the Democrats. It's like, that's the, that's the whole thing about the Democrats. You want to give them credit. You want to, you know, give them props. And whenever you do, they find a way to disappoint mm-hmm. you. I mean, we recorded that last podcast on and this is kind of how the sausage get made we usually record on like a saturday and then we put it out on wednesday and really that was because uh in my humble opinion was kind of in the same feed for the longest time so like i didn't want to put out one on two on monday so we would delay in my um brother brother because it's just it wasn't really timely really too you know so you'd have a little delay we might move out Back to Monday now. I don't know. Yeah. Or, or Tuesday. Because... Earlier in the week. Earlier in the week. Um, but anyway, but Saturday... Um, so, yeah. So, they, they we recorded Saturday after the shutdown. I was like, my God, give them props. Because I the, all Friday, I was like, these guys are bitch, punk-ass bitches. They're not going to do anything. They're cowards, yada, yada. And then they shut it down. I was like, you go. You guys are, you know, doing a little victory lap Get and dance. And then... Uh, Monday rolls around and they folded like a house of cards, like a bunch of bitches. Because Trump put out something and was like, "Well, the Democrats are shutting down the government because they want to help illegal immigrants or illegal aliens." And I was like, "You motherfuckers!" And it's just like you couldn't go seventy-two hours. So by the time it came out, it was like that whole discussion was moot. It was like you, we can't get you know a few days. I mean. The Republicans, when they shut it down, it was, what, 14, 19 days or something like 19 that? 19 days one time, 13 days another time. We can't even get the left to go 72 hours, folks. It wasn't even a long weekend. Motherfuckers. I mean... These guys. Listen, if so, if someone shuts down... If the Democrats shut down the government and you got put into a psychiatric hospital, you're still in that hospital when that shit ends. I mean, not only that, but it's like they shut down the government and then they accepted a deal that was the same deal that they shut the government down over. Yeah. They didn't get anything in DACA. They got CHIP, which was already going to be renewed. The the Republicans had already agreed to that. Like, it's, again, Democrats show why Republicans continue to win elections all yeah. around the nation. Because, I mean, and here's the truth of it. Republicans just play the game better. They're just really good at the game. And the problem is that the, the centrist Democrats that are, that are controlling the party, that's why we got Hillary Clinton. That's why the progressives really can't do anything. It's because the centrists, they, they're playing by an old playbook, you know, uh, where you can compromise and you can trust the other people that negotiate in good faith. And time and time again, I mean, the, the very best commentary on the whole thing was this meme where it was... Uh, uh, Lucy holding the football and the Democrats are like Charlie Brown and that's just the best example you know that's all you can say about it is Lucy keeps pulling out that football away and Charlie Brown the Democrats keep trying to kick it and and it's just it's so ridiculous and that's like the only hope now really is if progressives start pulling a tea party and just start 
primary. These these old fogies who need to get out of here. Uh-huh. We're looking at you. Um, what's her name? Uh, Pelosi. We're looking yeah. at you. Schumer. Oh, yeah, like just. You cannot be trusted to do what is in the best party. It was in the best interest of the people, let alone the party. You don't follow your base. It is times like these that I wish I could support the Republicans, but it's hard to do when you're yeah. a black man and they half of them don't even see you as human. It's just the Democrats are so weak and spineless that you know when push comes to shove, they are going to fall flat on their back. Yeah, and... um before we move on, I just want to kind of end with, I think the real problem with DACA is that the Democrats want to use DACA as something to run on in 2018. So it's in their best interest not to fix it until the midterms. Which is fucking stupid because like, if you get a DACA victory, you can use that to get those people and supporters Mm -hmm. who vote for you. You can say, look what we have given to you. We are willing to give more. As opposed to being like, if you put us in office, we're going to do this for you. Because that shit does not work. And evidence of that is Doug Jones in Alabama, who somehow gets swept in, beats Roy Moore through the efforts of minorities and Democrats and and independents. And what has he done? Voted 100% with Trump. A blue dog Democrat, which is basically just a Republican. Right. It's ridiculous. (sighs) It's... But let's move on to something else that's kind of ridiculous. Uh, school shootings. There have been 11 school shootings in the first 23 days of the year. Um, and there was one recently where one in Kentucky where one student was killed. Two students Two were killed students. and like 17 were injured, something like that, which it's not even the... I mean, yes, that's, that's terrible. It's the first fatal shooting of the new year. But the fucked up thing about it is... There was a shooting literally the day before in Italy, Texas, where a student shot two um, students and then ran out and luckily was apprehended. And the thing I find funny is Trump came out during the shutdown to say that because the Democrats weren't supporting the wall, they were complicit in in uh, any violence that are is done by illegal aliens in this country. Yet somehow they're not complicit for not doing anything to stop the spread of guns and shootings, not just in publics, but at, but at, you know, colleges and, and schools. It's like, yeah, well, I'm kind of over talking about school shootings because if nothing's going to change, then what's the point? And it's not going to change people. This is yeah. the I'm, new norm. I'm sick and tired. What I'm, I hate the most is hearing people like, when are we going to do something? And I'm like, um, they killed a bunch of kids. A bunch of kids got killed by you know, in a school shooting. Um, if nothing changed, then nothing will change ever. Exactly. So let's stop asking that question. Hell, we had a senator get shot. Right. And nothing's changed. That was two you, senators. Two senators. Yeah. We had and we had a dude who shot like fifty people, uh, killed like fifty people, and then shot a bunch of other people at a Vegas show. Nothing changed. I'm sorry, folks. This is America. Deal with the wild wild. Mass wild. shootings are just the price of freedom. Yep. America. America. Um, but. On still a sad note, we got to revisit this. We've been hitting it every single episode. Uh, just some quick highlights of more Mengazi um, news that have been coming out, and obviously that's 
uh, you know, the sexual assaults, the... The Me Too movement. Yep, the Me Too movement. Obviously, the big news, Larry Nasser being um, sentenced to, I believe, is 75 to 140 years. Something like uh, that. In addition to the already 60 years he was sentenced for child pornography. So that motherfucker is going to end up dead in prison. So that's great. But some other news... Um, uh, the only thing I'll say about that is I don't think enough heads have rolled so far. Oh, and that's the thing. I will say this. I saw something where basically... Uh, I can't remember if it was the, uh, the U.S. Olympic Federation or maybe it was someone in the government. Basically, they've approached the U.S. Gymnastics Committee and said, you all have to go. Oh, like, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's basically one of those things where it's like, this is our way of saying resign now before we force you out and... And then your names get printed, you know, because we we've mentioned this. Someone had to know. I like, mean, how many victims was it? One hundred and fifty, fifty, something, something like that. Someone yeah. had to know. When you have multiple payouts, all sexually related, all to all about this one guy, all about young women. You can't be like we we didn't know. Yeah, and, and what's I was listening to one podcast that was talking about this, and, and the person brought up a good point, and I think it may have been the Daily Zeitgeist. So if you guys aren't listening to that, I highly recommend it. But they were saying how like the biggest problem with this stuff is not that people don't know; it's that they do know. But what they're doing is they're trying they circle the wagons to protect their culture, to protect you know their their own prominence instead of getting rid of these guys. Because I'm like this. Because when you think about it, Larry Nassar, he's just a coach. He's not – I'm not saying it should be excused if you're a big name, but he's a nobody really in, in the grand scheme of things. He's just a doctor. You can get anyone right. to do physicals, to check out repairs, to do physical therapy. And he wasn't even doing physical therapy. He literally was doing physicals and checking them. I mean, if Tom Brady is, is molesting 150 people, I'm not saying – it's wrong. But I understand if – if the Patriot organization was like, let's sweep this under the rug. Mm-hmm. That's he's as quiet as possible. We're winning Super Bowl. We're winning games. <laughs> but, like, this dude is not winning Super Bowl. This guy is not performing. It was a stupid thing to even think about protecting this guy. The first time it happens, you should have gotten him out. But even if you're cynical enough to be like, he's my buddy, or we were bros, or, you know, maybe I don't believe the first victim, when victim two, three, four, five, when those things start piling up, you got to get that dude out because when you don't, you're guilty of not right. – I mean because you're basically giving him new victims. And like the thing is a lot of people knew because like there was one story I saw that one of the gymnastics coaches was like if anybody complains about um, Larry Nassar or, or complains about the doctor, uh, you will take your complaint into consideration and investigate it. But it will hurt your chances to be on the team. It's like so you're basically telling them if they say anything – they won't be able to compete and, and do the one thing that they love. It's like, so like I said, I mean, we can move on, and I'm glad that you know that those, those uh, victim impact statements were read and, and and people had their day in court and got their justice, and he'll be put away. But it's just like he's, in my opinion, the tip of the iceberg, and more people need to have their heads roll on this one. To continue on with Mangazi, the Big Apple Circus, which is a circus that has grown in prominence. Um, with the sort of Barnes and Bailey touring less. Um, it's been known to, you know, travels all around the country, and they have a very famous clown, or had a very famous clown, called Grandma Clown, uh, which is basically a man dressed as a grandma clown. Self-explanatory. Tyler Perry was in a circus? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> but this clown uh, was forced to resign after 
uh, a 16-year-old Aralis uh, came forward with allegations that uh, he pressured her to pose for pornographic photos. Um, and I, fortunately, it's not really the word, but I guess luckily, uh, this clown uh, admitted to it immediately, resigned, offered to resign, and I believe is actually working with investigators about the case. I don't know about this. What, there's some statutes of limitations because the victim is no longer 16. This was years ago, but... It's not great to see someone taking responsibility, but it's also better than having to dig and chase after this guy. Mm -hmm. um, so, sad that it happened, but good that, you know, this guy is now removed from not just the crowds and the people that he uh, performed for, but the people he performed with. Uh, in another case, uh, a Republican senator was overheard calling teenage girls beautiful in a creepy sexual way. And some people are defending him being like, you know, why can't you call young girls beautiful if they're pretty? You know, you, evidently calling someone young beautiful is, is now sexual assault, which is just fucking insanely stupid. The Congress is presently has had tons and tons of bad press when it comes to the fact that, A, they didn't have a lot of sexual assault training or procedures to protect victims. And with this Me Too culture that's going on right now, you just can't be doing these things. I think you can, because in politics, which whatever you well, know, it, politics is the one place it seems that people are immune. I mean, yeah, Al Franken and some other people have resigned, and I mean, there are a Democrats. couple... Well, there are a couple... Well, there was that Republican in some Midwest Kansas or something who went, when he was found out, went and committed suicide instead there? of facing... Actually, two, two of those two guys. Two of those guys, so... <laughs> I guess that's that's a Republican answer. You eat a bullet. Yep. You either eat a bullet or you just don't run again at the end of your term. Yeah. Um, but, again, you know, he has apologized for it and said it was taken out of context. But What context is it that dude, makes that okay? Don't be calling 16-year-old girls that you are not related to beautiful. Let's just leave it at that. And, and you know what? Beautiful is probably not the word he used. That's, that's, I think it was, I think he was actually mic'd up. But he, he, the way if it was described, he said, oh gosh, aren't, because, so another senator was saying to him, was basically about to comment on the pages mm -hmm. and the Republican senator said, yeah, God, aren't they beautiful? And then the Democratic senator who he was talking with was like, what? He's like, oh, I thought you were going to say they're so beautiful because they really are. And then he was like, uh, come again? Okay. Yeah, so like. So he did use beautiful. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He, But in that creepy yeah. way, you know, like, uh, I'm beautiful. Uh, just, just don't do it, guys. Yeah. All right, man? Just don't do it. And, and last but not least, let's talk about uh, Stormy Daniels. Just because I think it's funny that, you know, like, can you imagine if Obama had been found out to have paid his, some some porn star to shut up, you know, hush money, it, it, whatever. And then just but, like but, a little hush money, one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. What I love is that she's just coming out with all these details, talking about how he chased her around the room and how he he couldn't really get it up and just. Oh my! My favorite is the comment. Uh, you remind me so much of my daughter. Right. It's just which, by the way, is the second recorded time that he has said something. Sexually creepy about his own fucking daughter. Ugh, that guy. That is so nasty. It's so nasty. And then it seems like I don't know. This is probably just rumor, but I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat a rumor. But like Melania is staying in hotels now because 
of this? Like, oh. she's she's not in the White House anymore? Not just staying in hotels. Melania was supposed to go to the Davos um, conference in Switzerland with him. It and flew as, back to Florida? Oh, yeah. Oh, she didn't even get on the plane with him. As soon as she found out about it, she was like, nope, it ain't happening. And this is going to be an interesting development because... Yeah. Can you imagine if he got divorced in office? Listen, Stormy Daniels, I think that... A lot of people are going to, pardon the phrase, ride this train for a while because she is going to be a guest on Jimmy Kimball. Oh, yeah. After, right, after, right after the uh, State of the Union address. Yes, so that is going to be some much-watched TV. I don't like late-night hosts and all that stuff, and Jimmy Kimmel wouldn't be the guy I'd go with. You better believe I'm going to be watching that one. Yeah, and like Almarosa too, is getting book deals or, or, or a book deal is being shopped around. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to be interesting. But uh, before we get into Ass Hat and Hero of the Year, our topic, let's talk about the Oscars just because I, I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm personally excited about the Oscars. I've never been excited about the Oscars. I haven't watched them in years, maybe a decade. It may be that long. But, you know, let's just rattle off some of these. Uh, best Picture, like you got Call Me By Your Name. Uh, Darkest Hour, which I can take a leave. Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Fam Thread, The Post, Shape of Water, uh, Three Billboards. But, you know, like I said, Get Out, my movie of the year. I'm so happy to see how many nominations it got. I mean, uh, Daniel Kaluuya for uh, lead actor. Um, you had um, Jordan, Peele. Jordan Peele for uh, director. And th- screenplay. And screenplay. You know, I'm just, oh, gone. Man, if I could end, if I could say for the rest of the year, Oscar winning director Jordan Peele, I'd be so happy. That would make my 2018, man. That kind of would be my highlight. That might actually get me to watch the Oscars again. I haven't watched the Oscars since. What really started it was Lord of the Rings getting shitted over. But once Dark Knight didn't even get a nomination for Best Picture, that was when I was like, you know what? Fuck the Oscars. Fuck their pretentious. Just here's the thing I hate about the Oscars. Okay, they love time period movies. They love Jewish struggles. They love black misery movies. They love anything that glorifies white Victorian periods. And they love nothing more than anything that sucks Hollywood's own dick. That's the reason why La La Land got nominated for all that shit. I don't know anyone who likes that fucking movie. Like, literally, I don't know anyone who likes it, but it's a glorification of Hollywood. So it's one of those things where it's like, I am so sick of the best movies not even getting nominated because they're action or because they're right. not beautifully written. And they're not movies that that anybody's going. I mean, every year you could go back and look at movies that came out in that year and like, what movies are we still talking about versus what movie actually won Best mm-hmm. Picture, things like that. So, but like this year, I'm actually interested because I mean, you just look at this list. Like Denzel Washington, I don't know how the fuck he got nominated. I think he's going to win, but it's going to be a career thing. And I think that's something else that I don't like about the Oscars is that they never give the person the the win for what they deserve. Like, he should have won one for X. Mm-hmm. That he didn't is a travesty. Agreed. God. And not only that, and that's the reason it's like Gary Oldman's probably going to win for Brightest Day or whatever that movie's called. But, like... Darkest Hour. Darkest yeah. Hour, yeah. But, I mean, he's portraying a racist piece of shit guy who basically his... the All the atrocities are erased because of the one good thing he did to keep England out of the hands of the Nazis. And can we please stop nominating um, Meryl Streep? For the love of God, there are other actresses. 
or female actors, however you, it's whatever the terminology is. Meryl Streep every single year. It's like Dick Clark. It's like, what deal with the devil did you do that it's just automatically she makes a movie and regardless of what it is and who sees it or how great it is, mm-hmm. she gets nominated. Yes, I sound like a Meryl Streep hater. I'm not. She's a great actress. But for the love of God, can we get some other people? Can we get some fresh? Especially when you're not going to give her the award. Exactly. Stop nominating her. Stop exactly. teasing her like that. I got Susan Lucci all up in this shit. Yeah, it is Susan Lucci. I'm all up in this shit. I mean, yeah, we know Meryl Streep has won. She doesn't win every year. But for the love of God, can we get some new people? But she's nominated every year. Every single year. Enough of it. Yeah, so that, like I said, Oscars looks interesting. I'm going to check it out. But, I mean, if they pull another where they were just nominating this stuff just to nominate it because they thought it would look good optics and they don't actually give some of this stuff a win then yeah I'll be I'll be done I'm not saying get out because there are a lot of these movies that I'm rooting for that I'm also like torn against you know because like I would love for The Shape of Water to win you know I'll be okay if it but at the same time I think Get Out deserves it that's it came out and here's the thing like Get Out is one of the I think one of like three or four movies that came out before the Oscars for the previous mm-hmm. year and to get nominated for the next so it came out in 2017 before the Oscars aired in 2017 and there have only been like three or four movies that have done that and the fact that it was Jordan Peele's first debut and everybody talked about it for the whole year oh yeah people still all talking year. about it people are still talking about it so th- that it doesn't get I mean who's talking about Darkest Hour nobody nobody Nobody. Like, everybody, three billboards, even people talk about it, but it's very divided. There's nobody was like, Get Out is overrated. Nobody said that. Not only that, just like three billboards. I'm, listen, I'm, I don't know if this is a hot take. I don't know if, what, what this is. I don't know much about three billboards, so I don't know how great of a movie it can be if no one I know has seen it. And I know people who watch movies, basically, for mm-hmm. a living. And... Lady Bird, I hear a lot of people who have enjoyed it, but I also hear the criticism that it's just like one of those typical, I'm a white girl having white girl problems. Like, it's not like anything dramatic. There's no big conflict in it. There's nothing moving about it. Stop nominating forgettable movies. Right. Like, yeah. Just start making, if people aren't talking about it, if there's not a buzz about it, if people aren't going in droves to get it, maybe it's not worthy. I wish there was an award show for movies that people are going to kind of remember. It, and, or maybe an award show that awards movies, but years later. Like, give it five or ten years, and then it's like... So, like, for the 2017 awards, it, it would be... They'd be awarding movies in 20, two, from 2007. That way it had time to, to digest and, and all that. The Regretties. This should have won. <laughs> this should have won. <laughs> <laughs> because like, I think MTV Music Awards, back when it started, was that. Even the People's Choice Awards. But, I mean, I don't I don't think the People's Choice Awards even around anymore. If it is. And that's the thing. Just those awards ceremonies have lost so much. Yeah. I mean, when you have like MTV Music Awards, like Best Product Placement mm-hmm. and yeah. Best on screen romance like okay whatever yeah, you, you got over you, you jumped a shark yeah you jumped a shark but um so that's just a couple of things that we thought were interesting in the news let's move on to the uh hero of the year asshat of the year the nominees are I think it's obvious who the asshat of the year is 
Um, and, and that's obviously the Democrats. You guys are being nominated. All y'all. All of you. I mean, we don't even really need to go further. We already got into it. Um, I don't know what your battle plan is. I don't know what your strategy is, but it's failing. So get your heads out of your butts. Grow a spine. Get some crutches to learn to walk up straight. Whatever you need to do. I hate to say this. Start acting like Republicans and start going a hard yeah. line. Yeah. I hate that. I almost, I almost spit when I said. I almost threw up a bit in my mouth. You guys are our nominees for Asshats of the Year. You have very much earned it. Yeah, and uh, Hero of the Year, um, I'm going to go with um, Jessica Chastain. Um, she was uh, talking with Octavia Spencer, and I guess they were talking about the wage disparity between you know gender. And women and men in Hollywood, and then Octavia Spencer told her, "It's like yes, but if we're going to have this conversation, we also need to talk about the um, disparity between women of color and, and uh, white women." And, and uh, then uh, Jessica Chastain, you know, she listened to Octavia Spencer tell her about this, and they were talking about their own um, pay scale and what they were being paid. And uh, Jessica Chastain found out that. Octavia Spencer was being paid way less than her, and she used her own clout um, to to bargain with studios with Octavia Spencer. So she tied her her pay to Octavia Spencer's, and because of that, Octavia Spencer's pay was raised, and she's making something like five times more. Five times more. Five times more than what she was making, um, and you know, Octavia Spencer was like, "That's how you use." white privilege and your own privilege to help other people you know I mean it's one thing to just you know talk about it but she praised uh, Jessica Chastain for not just walking talking the talk but also walking the walk so that's my hero and I gotta give props to Jessica Chastain because she has been a person who has been fighting for equal pay between men and uh, female actresses or actors excuse me and to see her then just pivot right into understanding the importance of race into that issue I mean props to her you, I already loved you as an actress or a female actor again don't know the terminology but um, this just puts you in a whole nother echelon of greatness in my mind but my nominee for hero of the year is wow it's Emily aka at Stel Boba S-T-A-L-E B-O-B-A uh, and that is for defending her father who applied for a position uh, with a shipping company and he is a uh, immigrant to that to the country so his English is his second language and evidently the person the HR person who received his inquiry about an open position was quite rude and racist in his response and basically said something along the lines of um, we can't let me see. Oh, he basically said something along the lines of, let me tell you now, if you know speak English, I will send you home. Um, which is so fucked up. I mean, yeah. it's fucked up to say that to any person, but as an HR professional, you are supposed to be the face of your company. You're the person who reaches out to new employees um, for about new opportunities. You're supposed to protect your company from bad things like this. Uh, so obviously completely out of the line 
But uh, Emily was not having any of that shit. Uh, she went right after it. She posted on Twitter, you know, just basically letting people know how messed up it was um, and how bad her father felt and how this hurt her, hurt her father and hurt her. Uh, and this caused, you know, a bunch of outrage amongst other people. It caused the company to take notice, and that HR um, representative was let go and fired, as they should be. And I think in her original post, she showed a picture of the uh, of the individual Bruce Peterson. And again, listen, I'm all about karma. I hope this shit follows this guy because to be so bold as to be so racist and inappropriate in a professional sense like that, it's just, you know, it just can't be allowed. And I'm so proud of this woman for defending her father like this. I'm proud of the people who helped her, um, you know, I'm proud of the people who also supported her. And a couple of updates, uh, I found out that, um, an HR individual uh, reached out to her on Twitter and has been working with her father to find him a job in the community. Uh, it's it's a shame that he had to go through this and being the bigger man, as many victims are, he has said, you know, he doesn't want people to chase this person down and to harm this person or anything like that. He just hopes that other people will learn from this and that he can move on and deal with the pain that he personally felt. So, um... You know, you are my hero. Wow, it's Emily, a.k.a. at Stale Boba. Uh, you're my nominee for Hero of the Year. And normally we only pick one person, but I kind of feel like I want to pick them both. Because I think they both, mm-hmm. in a big and a small way, mm-hmm. did something that is, you know, monumental in its own right. You know, hopefully other people will learn not to treat people in the way that they treated this um, this old man. And hopefully studios, and not just studios, other actors and actresses or female actors, however the terminology, um, hopefully that they will start to use their privilege to help not just their friends, but their co-workers and the people who come behind them. So, if it's okay with you, Reg, I'd like to nominate them both. Yeah, let's do that. And with that, I think we've gotten done with some of the front office business. It's time to get into the meat of it. And tonight, we just want to talk a little bit about life, you see. For life can be long, but it's not assured. So, we must use as much of our life to experience and do the great things. What? Why are you shaking your head at me, Reg? Because, like, it's just... I can't get poetic? It is very verbose, and it's just it's it's interesting to me. It just like I would just say we're talking about our bucket list to move on, but but you're you're I like to paint a beautiful picture. <laughs> All right, I'm trying to paint for the audience. I got brushes in the air, mental brushes. <laughs> but since someone messed it up, now do you? Um, <laughs> but as as Red said, tonight we're talking about the bucket list and maybe even the fuck it list. And that's not the number, that's not the people who you want to fuck before you die. Although some people have that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about bucket lists. That's our main, our main subject. And for those who don't know, the bucket list is basically the things you want to do before you die. And these things can be great. They can be small. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and we just want to talk about some of the things uh, that we want to do. Have a little fun episode that's not so dark, so dreary, so depressing. So, Reg, tell me something that has always been on your bucket list that, you know, you kind of, you want to do before you go. Actually, I have a bucket list on Facebook that I've been working on. Oh, really? Since like 2011. Look at this guy hiding and not even telling people. I'm thinking this is something new and he's got stuff lock and loaded. Because. Like, like bullets in the chamber. Yeah. Uh, what's on my... Um, I, this is one that will probably... I think it might happen. Maybe in our lifetime. I don't know. But space tourism is such a big deal. I would love to go to space. That's on my bucket list. That's on my... that That's out there. I don't think it will ever happen. But there, there's a possibility. So that's on my bucket list. That's interesting. That's also on my bucket list. And um, I remember watching Jackass where they did the high gravity or uh, high atmosphere um, trip where, you know, mm-hmm. where you go up, basically you go up in a very big plane and, and um, you know, you, as you go up and down through the oh, upper parts of the atmosphere, yeah, you, yeah. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you experience weightlessness. But, you know, Elon Musk and all those dudes are, uh, uh, the guy from Virgin... Virgin uh, uh, Branson. Yeah, Virgin Branson, Branson, yeah. They actually have me believing that we might actually be able to go into space. And I'll tell you, if I make it to 60, 70, and that stuff is happening, I am, I will mortgage my inheritance for my kids that I don't have. I would take out a stupid loan to get to space. Dude, I'll murder somebody <laughs> if that's what we got to do, you know? Who you, who you need put down? All right, this is what it's going to cost you. A yeah. ticket for space tourism. That's what it's going to cost. I'll do, I mean, yeah, that's right. Look out, folks. We're coming. Um, but along those lines, one something that I think that's always been on my bucket list that uh, is a lot more attainable, skydiving. I have a couple of friends who have done I it. I want to go skydiving, too. Uh, and I want to do it. I That's one of the reasons I was trying to lose weight is because I was looking at what it takes to like get your skydiving lessons and all that. License, rather. And you have to be, like, under 250 or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm under that now, but I want to get... I still want to lose weight and get down to that 200. But I want to get my license be able to jump all the time, so... Like, even that squirrel suit thing, I kind of want to do that at least nope. once. Nope, nope, nope. See, here's the thing. I've always wanted to skydive. Um, as I said, I had some friends who have done it. I've seen some of their videos, and it just looks like the most beautiful religious experience yeah. that you could have outside of the church. Um, just being, you know, literally, sometimes life makes you feel small, but I can't imagine anything can make you feel smaller than seeing this gigantic land mass tiny below you as you rush towards it, this small speck. Uh, the squirrel suit, fuck that noise. I've seen videos of dudes who have hit walls, who have hit the ground, who have hit the tops of trees. Yeah. Um, See, I mean, it's a risk, it. but... I don't know how you get good enough to do the squirrel suit. That's my thing. Like, I don't understand... Because it's not like you can practice that I shit. You can practice it. How are you going to practice Wind landing? tunnels. No, I don't believe No, that's the thing. You don't land in it. You have a parachute. You get a certain altitude, and then you pull the chute. And glide the rest of the way in. Nah. It's not for me. It's like base jumping. <laughs> I remember there was a time where I was like, yo, I want to do that. And then I saw a bunch of people die. I mean, I'm not, obviously yeah. not personally, but you see the videos you hear about, it and you're like, you know what? I don't think I want to do that. I don't think that's the way out. I ain't going out like that, Cypress Hill style. Um, if I was younger, I wouldn't mind getting the base jumping. Nope. 
Nope, nope, nope. Too many Especially like people who would go in like the Bank of America building here in Charlotte or like buildings around the world and get to the top of base jump and then hop in a car and speed away. That's one of my favorites. I remember, I think it was in a senior or junior or senior in high school and the guy climbed to the top of the arch in St. Louis. Yeah. And it was so great because all the cops were just like, come down, come down. And so he got them all. He's like, all right, I'll come down. I have a rope here with me. I, I, I'm going to come down. Um, you can apprehend me at the bottom. I'll be right in the center. And the cops were like, okay. Which is just so perfect. Because, I mean, seriously, you know how long of a rope you yeah. have to have to go down? And what did that dude do? Fucking base jumps away from the arch into a waiting jeep that drove off. I don't even know if they got the dude. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I got a few other things on my bucket list. Uh, I'd like to visit the, um, the uh, Seven Wonders of the World. Yes, I want to visit all of them. I want Egypt to get their crap together so I can f- go the there and feel safe. Exactly, that's the thing. Like, even I'm gonna be, like, like when the, that first that revolution shit was going down, I was so afraid that some idiot was gonna take Blow out up the, the Sphinx or something. Exactly. Yes. Luckily, the people of Egypt, like, yeah, they'll let some crazy shit go on politically, but they're like, don't fuck with the artifacts. Yeah. All right. We know where our bread and butter is. We know what our cultural history and is. They don't they went through all that trouble to soothe like the Brit- British government and all that to get mm-hmm. their crap back. I would hate for them to destroy it because some ISIS nonsense or something like that. Exactly. Like, I, I, I do want... And, you know, talk about, like, travel. I want to climb, like, Kilimanjaro. I, or, mm. I want to go to Kilimanjaro. Like, uh, a, a um, safari that's kind of on my bucket list. I want to do that. And I've been looking at them. They're not as expensive as you would think. Like, you can get a... a Safari for about ten days for about eight nine hundred dollars. Here's the thing: if I go on safari, I can't be. Well, I mean, obviously, you're not like in a tent; you're like in a hut or a, a building. Yeah, just fucking wild creatures. But one day, I want to get up, see the sunrise, which I hate seeing the sunrise. But as the sun crests over, I want to hear Circle of Life. <laughs> I don't care if it's a tape. I don't care if it's a CD. I don't care if it's a live choir. Oh, know for sure that I'm definitely, if I go on safari, I'm definitely going to be uh, playing that Toto oh, song. Oh, my God. That, too. That's another one. <laughs> but, I mean, just, that, I mean, I want that shit. That would be that would be my alarm when I wake up every morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean, and obviously there are lots of stuff yeah. in Africa. You know, I want to go to South Africa and see... A lot of the areas uh, that were important uh, and historical as far as apartheid. I want to go to the mm-hmm. prison cell that Nelson Mandela was in. Um, I want to go to the Middle East. You know, yeah. I it's scary as fuck right now. I don't know. I can pass on the Middle East. Oh you know what else I can pass on? India. I don't need to see India. Well, we'll save that for the fucking list. Um, but like, and, and uh, there's this thing in uh, Lake Victoria. I think it's Lake Victoria called the Devil's Seat where there's this part of the waterfall. Oh, yes! And, like, you, it's like this, I don't know, like, jacuzzi-type thing where you can sit in, like, like you're almost at the edge of the falls. Basically, you are at the edge you're of the falls. You're at the falls. edge of the falls. Like, I would love to do that. But, because of the way the river flows, it makes this, this basically, like Red said, a jacuzzi seat, seat where yeah. you, you put, like, five or six people in there. And it's right connected to the side, so you don't even have to worry about slipping and falling on over. It's actually really safe. And the grand scheme of things. It just looks dangerous. It just looks dangerous as fuck, yeah. Um, Dragon Con. 
our Comic Con. Yep, would love to hit one of those. I don't accept. Here's the thing: there are a bunch of pl- things like there's a bunch of things on this list that I'm looking at that back in 2011 I would have been okay with, but now it's like like Burning Man. I kind of want to still want to go to Burning Man, but like all I hear is that it's so corporate, corporate now. And same thing with like Comic Con. I don't. I'm not cool. Like Dragon Con, I want to get to that before it gets corporate. But uh, you know, Dragon Con is one of those ones that's like for the fans by the fans. Mm -hmm. So I want to get to that, and I kind of want to. This isn't on my list, but I'm planning on a cosplay. I would like to cosplay something once. Yeah, I'd like to build my own cosplay too. Because like, I feel I love cosplay, and I follow a lot of cosplayers and cosplay stuff on Reddit and Instagram. And, like, there, I'm not knocking anybody who cosplays for whatever, but, like, I don't want to just buy a suit online. Like, mm-hmm. you can buy... Like, I was looking at Black Panther. I would love the cosplay as, like, Black Panther or Bishop. Back when I had dreads, I was like, if I cosplay, I'll be, cosplay as Bishop. But, um, like, you could buy one for, like, six, $800 around that, you know, but that it's range, really yeah. not the same as... And you build it with your own hands. You build yeah. it with your own stuff. You can make your own con- concepts. Like, I kind of, I have respect more of those whacked out, you know, jacked up, homely looking cosplayers that made it themselves as opposed to people just exactly. buying something online. Or someone who just sends, like, a design idea yeah. to, uh, like, someone who's, you know, a costume designer. Right. And not to knock on those costume designers, what they do is great, but, like, I just think it's something more genuine and personal when you did it yourself. Yeah. Um, a few other bucket list items, and, and most of these ones I'm about to go through are ones that um, I've either someone else has accomplished, and then I'm like, God, I want to do that, or they're kind of recent. Um, I really want to visit Antarctica. Uh, I've I, got that on my list. I want to visit all seven continents. Let's see. I've done... I've only done three. Yep, me too. Uh, well, North America, Europe, and Asia. Asia, yeah. Technically, I went to an African embassy, but... That shit that don't, don't count. count. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, no, I'm kind of like that. I want to go to Antarctica. What I really want to do um, is I want to go to Argentina. I want to then go to Chile. And then from there, hop, mm. get on the boat. And along that line, I kind of want to do, like, I mean, I'm not at a point now where I'm doing marathons. But if I ever got to that point, I would love to do a marathon on every continent. So... And uh, along those bucket lists that this is on my bucket list, I would love to do the original marathon. Run from, what was it, uh, marathon to, well, yeah, I forget it's what it uh, is. marathon to Athens. Athens, yeah. yeah. 26.2 miles. I would love to do that. Nike! And almost, even in, uh, I mean, if I did it, I think I'd go all out. In, like, and run naked? Well, or in some sort of a tunic, tunic or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I'd have a shield and a spear and just drop it along the way. And people are like, "What the fuck is going oh. on here?" Yeah. Um, I want to go scuba diving in the Great Barrier Reef before it dies. Yeah. Um, I've been snorkeling a bunch of different places, but uh, scuba diving is just a whole different experience, and I can't imagine a better, more amazing place than the Great Barrier Reef, which. Uh, as a person who grew up in a uh, for a time in Southeast Asia in Okinawa, uh, the Great Barrier Reef is one of those places where I've always wanted to go there, but it is intimidating as fuck. Like, I mean, everything there can kill you: rockfish, yeah. lionfish, uh, blue ring octopus, Port- uh, Portuguese man of war. They have fucking fire coral that just looks like normal coral. 
and if once you step on it, uh, it basically leaks this chemical onto your skin that is an oil that sticks to you underwater some fucking yeah. hour. And it's basically like dipping your foot in low-grade lava. It's insane. But, you know, the Great Barrier Reef, unfortunately, because of oil spills and pollution, is dying, and I'd rather see it before it goes. Um, going back to South Africa, uh, if I ever go to South Africa, I want to go to, I think it's the Cape, is it Cape Horn down there? Or is it the Cape of Good Hope? Keep a good hope. Um, I want to go out there and take a shark tour to see the great white sharks. Uh, if you've ever seen the you know planet Earth or uh, the blue planet where the sharks are chasing the seals and they launch up and eat one and then flop in the air, that is actually in South Africa. Uh, I would definitely love to go see to see something like that. One, however, I'm not getting into a shark tank like that. Fuck that shit. Well, I, that's something I could pass on. I mean, sharks are interesting and whatnot. But, yeah, you tell me you don't want to see a shark launch out of the air. No, I mean a great white shark. I mean, it's like one. It's a prehistoric. It's not something that I monster. need in my life. No, it's, that's why it's not on the bucket list. Ah, yeah. If it happens, it happens. It's not something I'm going to deal. Meal. Um, uh, I want to see the Northern Lights. Yep, that's that that's was on a, my bucket list. That's definitely on my and, list. And, and at the same time, I want to see the Milky Way by the naked eye too. Yep, uh, Big Sky Country up in yeah. Montana. That's that's definitely something that's on my. Bucket list. That's something I actually like to do in the next couple of years. And speaking of something I like to do in the next couple of years, which has been recently added to my bucket list, I want to go see an insane clown posse concert. And I'm not going to go crazy and paint my face like a juggalo. I think that's way, way, way too much. But I don't know. There's something crazy and theatrical. I don't even about know it. any of their songs. Me either. I don't know any you of their songs. Just want to go. I just want to go to see the madness. Like I, why I, them and not like the Grateful Dead. Well, I mean, I've, I've, I, so I've been to a bunch of dead, and I've been to a bunch of dead and cover bands. You know, it's just, hippies are hippies. They're not wherever you go. It's just various levels of funk and, and whatever. But Juggalos, there's nothing else like Juggalos. Like, the people who live that lifestyle, the people who get mm-hmm. into that, like, they are surprisingly a welcoming bunch. Uh, so I really want to just see that, band do their thing laugh at a couple of songs you know maybe see a weird I, I assume they have a mosh pit or something and then you know go along my merry way that definitely <laughs> won't be a show I stay the yeah. whole time for but I mean I've been to some crazy metal shows I've been to some um, some metal shows where I was like I don't know if I'm safe here as a black guy because there are some still boot wearing skinhead looking dudes and I'm I'm the only black dude here there aren't even black people working here so if I can survive those I'm pretty sure I can survive the yeah. juggalos famous last words and speaking of concerts and like I said this list is back in 2011 so it's, it was back when I wasn't going to concerts like now I've been I went to three concerts last year I'm going to and this is on my list. Uh, I want to see the Chili Peppers the concert. I feel like I could probably take that off my bucket list. I don't need to see them in concert anymore. Yeah, you do. They're so good. Yeah. They're so good. It's the best yeah. show I've ever seen in my life. And I'm a guy who's seen easily 100 shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, 100% the best show I've ever seen in my life. Well, uh, Mumford & Sons. I want to see them in concert. Uh, Block Party was on this list, but like Gunda. I said, I've, I've done that. Uh, Modest Mouse. I just bought tickets this week. Oh, jealous. Yeah, they're coming in April. 
and in like the early sales i i was like early sale i got uh access to the early sale mm-hmm. bought the ticket they're, they're playing here at the fillmore and we're gonna see them. i was so oh, happy you know what day that is um i can look it up you're gonna have to because i i might come down and see that with you i saw them a couple of years ago well you better buy your ticket like now i seen them a couple of years ago and Monster mouse was fantastic they played a bunch of stuff i wanted to hear a bunch of stuff i didn't know i wanted to hear and and, and fell in love with it uh i'm really jealous of that yeah that's 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 awesome um, one of my fantasy bucket lists, kind of along the lines of traveling the space, I want to take a submarine. April twenty seventh. April twenty seventh. Cool. It's a Friday. Perfect. Um, I want to take a submarine deep into the depths of the ocean. You know, that's a good one. Uh, just because you know, I I've always been a person who loved um, the ocean. You know, my one of my first great heroes is Jacques Cousteau. We had all those old books and videos. And I loved when he got, like, really deep in the ocean and you'd see, like, you know, the fish that would light up with the phosphorescence or, you know, the the crazy-looking angler fish. I don't know if I could do... I would like to do a sub thing, but as somebody who is claustrophobic and has had anxiety attacks at times, I don't know that I could... I don't know that I'm a good person for that. You don't want to spend 16 hours in a sub? Yeah, you know what I mean? That you can only lay down in? And it's weird. And I think, I don't know why it's easier to fly than it is. Like, I can have no problem flying. You can flying. get up and walk, that's why. But you do the same with a sub. Not in the sub that... Oh, not, that's right. Not in that type that's of sub. Right. You're like laying down the whole time. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's, that's the, and that, and listen, I'm not claustrophobic, but I think that would be something of a struggle for anybody. Because you're just not used to being like just laying flat, looking side from side, being able, you know, sort of turn and mm-hmm. roll, but not being able to get up, not being able to, yeah. uh, you know, basically peeing through a into a tube to, yeah. So, but that's something I do want to do. Um, and this is one that part of me doesn't want to do, but I know that if I had the opportunity, regardless of my physical con- shape or condition, I would do mile high club. Uh, well, yeah. That that wasn't the one I was thinking about, but that is on my list. That's on my list too. Um, the running of the running of the bulls. I want to do that too. It's not on my bucket list, but like if I doesn't happen, it's okay. Exactly. But, but I do like if I ever got the chance, I would. Do I'm it. done it. I'm, I'm doing, doing it. it. I don't care if I'm like on crutches. I don't yeah. care if I'm like fat. Well, and no, if I'm not on crutches. I'm doing it. No, I'm doing not it. on crutches. I'll stay on the sides and be like. Ugh. I just want to be like, yeah, I ran. Would you try to make it all the way into the fuck yeah, bro? Arena? Fuck yeah, you better believe it. Like, I'm I might not. I'm, I'm just trying to make it in. I might try and ride a fucking bull in. I might get stupid. Uh, like, I feel like if I r- was running the bulls, I would get too drunk, drink too much amazing Spanish sangria, and just be like, "We're doing this. We're doing this." That's something I would do perfectly sober after a well rested night. That way I can, I can, I'd train for that shit. That's this thing called liquid courage. I don't want to be drunk and get gored. That's why. Well, I mean, that's, that's the risk of running. I'll drink later. That's not the thing I'm worried about. Being gored's not what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid of being trampled. Um, that more than anything. Because you, you could just have one hit you with the side of it as it's going by and then the rest of them just stop on you. Um, 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 this is kind of a, I'm going to share it because what the hell. <laughs> Nobody listens to this anyway. I, w- I would like to go to a, a swinger party once. 
See, now, I was just about to ask you if you have any bucket list things that you've accomplished. I know you already said the block party and stuff yeah. like that. Um, I'm married, so I couldn't do a swinger party now. Uh, only just because, one, my wife would kill me. Two, the thing I love about her that we both have in common is I think we're both too selfish. To, mm-hmm. uh, like, I don't think either one of us could be in the house sleeping with someone else. Knowing that someone else was sleeping, and, and with when the I other say swinger party slash orgy, I guess oh, just yeah. just because I, I've it's interesting to me. Like it's, I, I guess it wouldn't necessarily be a sexual thing. I mean, yeah, I would probably do it, sec, you know. But I mean, kind of as a experience, I think it's an interesting thing. I, I would like, I find it interesting, the concept of it. This is my thing in college. It's not like I ran through a bunch of pussy. I wasn't just like Don Juan, but I slept with enough girls to realize that how much I enjoy sex. I don't think I could now go back and I can go back to that well. Like, I feel like that's a heroin thing for me. Yeah, but but I don't know. I think the, the whole thing about like, you know... Back in Rome, they used to have them all the time. Oh, and I, and listen, worshiping Bacchus and parties, and I think it'd be interesting. If I, if I was a single person, I'd be all up for it. Yeah. I just don't think. I think once you have an experience like that, it's hard to go back to your norm. I think it's oh, easier. I, I think it'd be easy to go back to my norm. I couldn't because it's like I'm. It's just something to say I did. Like I'm. That's the thing. Like. The bucket list is all about... I think that's what I like about the bucket list. It's about experiences. Like, that's what I, I enjoy most about, like, new experiences, you know? And, and I'm not somebody who takes a lot of pictures or anything like that because I remember the things, like... And, and I like to remember things more than having... I don't know. There's something about pictures that kind of takes away. But, like, I, I need to start taking more pictures. You really but, do. Um, I, I don't know. It just... It, I'm all about new experiences. That's why I want to do things like skydive and do all these things that people... Yeah, because it's like, (laughs) at the end of the the day, you know, when I'm in the old person's home, I don't want to... You know, there's so many people who live their life, they go to work, they come home, they eat, they do whatever, they go to work, they come home, you know, like... But there's so much to do in life that I want to do. You know, I just want to do... Yeah. So, so that at the end of the day, when I'm old and gray, I can say that I've there's not much that I, I regret, and that's really what the bucket list is. And like I, you know, I think yeah, that's one of the things. Like the Mile High Club, I know it's, it's fucking hard to get into now. Yeah, it's fucking illegal. Um, but shoot, don't think I want to. I mean, no. if if I thought I could get away with it, get yeah, away exactly. with it. Well, I, and that's the thing for me. I guess I've even thought how I do it. I, I, Go ahead. One well, of us would have. Tell. One of us would have to pretend to be sick, getting onto the plane, you know, and then the other would have to be like, "Oh, you're sick or whatever." And then I'm just thinking, you know, spitballing. I doubt it would work. But then, if they actually like, act, oh, they're sick and they run off to the bathroom. Oh, I gotta hold her hair, and then or not even. But that. I think you have to get your engine revved ahead of time. So what I would do is the. I would more I would like get a friend in the medical field to get you a handicap like credentials uh-huh. so you can be like yeah you know he has a condition so I have to be able to help him or her. in your case her <laughs> well I would have I would have my wife do it for me oh 
Yeah. That way, because I feel like that's more. Not only that, I feel like the stewardess are going to take pity. They're going to believe her more than they're going to okay, believe me. They're yeah. like, uh huh. I'm sure. I'm sure you have to help her, sir. But she's going to be like, you know, he's got this thing, and he could pass out. And you're like, I'm. You are such an angel for taking care of this mess here. And second part, transatlantic flight. Yeah. Do it when you're flying from like from America to to, to like Paris, because then you're flying through the night, so half the plane will be asleep. R was thinking like R Australia or something. Mm, that's a good one. Get far enough where they can't turn around, because you're like no, it wasn't not even not when they can't turn around, but there's part like when I went to Thailand, I noticed that there's time where they're just not around. Oh, yeah. paying People attention. Asleep. They're down in the galley. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know, we... but, but whatever. Man. Anyway, moving on. Well, I, I think about some of the stuff I've knocked off my bucket list, um, and sort of along the lines of your orgy, and again, this was my, back in my single day, I was able to knock a threesome off in college. Uh-huh. And it's one of those things where it's like, again, and this is the reason why I know I can never do an orgy. After I had that experience, not that I was looking for it, like, all the time, because it was kind of, I mean, just, you, I was drunk at the time, we all were drunk at the time, but it was clumsy, and it was this weird thing where it's like, when I saw those two girls again, I just like couldn't, we couldn't like, couldn't look at each other, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because it was just like, it was, and it wasn't even like, when we, when I looked at one of them, it was when we all three were together. Like, I'd be in the calf getting my mail, getting ready to go to my class, and I'd see her, and I'd be like, hey, you know, and then her best friend coming, I'd be like, oh, hey, 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 I'm, I'm going. Yeah. I'm going. And, and you know, the initial girl who sort of had the idea when she was drunk, you know, at the time, wasn't dating her, but, you know, was sort of moving along the ways and that ended that relationship, you yeah. know, because I just feel, you know, it's not that you couldn't trust one another, but you're just like, man, like, I know how dirty you are. I don't know, you know? Yeah. So you don't think you could, well, I guess you, you already said you can never be in an open relationship. I could be in an open relationship. I could have been in an open mm-hmm. relationship. I can't be in one now. Like, my wife can be like, I, I want to sleep with other people because, like, if our whole relationship had been that way, then I would get it. But, like, there are people in my life who I'm, who I find physically attractive. But, because I'm in this loyal, committed relationship, I don't see them. I see them as a female friend who is who looks good, not as someone who is a sexual being. Mm-hmm. You know, I think once you cross that line, especially once you cross that line, you're like, oh, I'm open to everyone being a sexual being. Then you lose the importance of like why this person, your initial spouse or whatever partner, is the most important special sexual mm-hmm. being. I think at that point you're just like. It's like if you can only drive one car, and then all of a sudden someone says, you can drive any car that's around. You know? That Ferrari's no longer that, that yeah, great. That, 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 you know, you're like, well, I mean, yeah, the Ferrari's cool, but, you know, GTO is also pretty cool, and the Charger's awesome, and that fucking Humvee, I mean, it doesn't move fast, but it's a rough ride, and I don't mind it. So, you know, that's one of those things where, like, I, I could have done it. Yeah, but now those, those even, days. Even if you have a supercar, if you can drive every other car, you might even want to get in a a, a Honda Civic. A Honda Civic. You might want to get a Honda Civic. Yeah, now, you might want to try an old Pinto just to see how that bitch runs. <laughs> and 
You know, that's just that's not that's not something I can do. Okay, well, let's move, before we move on to our, our next segment. Um, do you have you know, top five? Can you put like top five things on your bucket list of uh, things I haven't done yet? Yeah, haven't done. Uh, I think I can. Uh, number one for me, if someone told me. Or are we cutting the most realistic things we can do now? Are we talking about anything? anything? Top five. All right, so I'll go one to five just because I think it'll be easier this way. Yeah. Number one would be space. Uh, that is number one for me. I would rather do that than anything. Um, if aliens came, an uh, alien ship pops up, I'm getting under that light and getting beamed up, even if it means I get you know predator skinned. I just hope I get predator skinned in the orbit so I can see the the Earth. Um, number. Two for me, skydiving. Number three, the seven wonders of the world. Uh, number four, I would like to climb a real mountain to like the peak of it. I want to be able to be fucking gold looking down at everything around me. Uh, and number five, uh, this one's a weird one, but I kind of want to hunt and kill something. That's on my list. It's, it's not going to be in my top five, but I, I do want to go hunting once. Yeah, so I mean, that's... That's that's probably my and not like, not like bullshit hunting with uh, where I sit in a in a hide with a with a rifle. You know, I want to track it down. I want to track it down. I want to shoot it with a bow and arrow. You know, I, I want to kill it, skin it, eat it. Then, yeah. You know, and then preferably take some trophy home of it. Like just use it properly. I want to do it the way it's supposed to do. Um, and but. Like a, an elk or a deer or something. I don't want to hunt like a, a lion or a cat or preferably something that can't kill me. Here's a question, a weird question. Would I hunt a human? If you could hunt a poacher. Well, that's because different. they're those like African uh, wildlife preserves where the 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 um, rangers hunt poachers. I mean, I'm down for that. If, I'm, <laughs> for, if we're being honest, like I don't I don't advocate the killing of humans, but if you're going to kill humans, go after the criminals, you know? So I, I could be down with that. That's my boondock saint's nature. Okay. Me. But, yeah. Okay. Those here, are my five. Here's my top five. Uh, space, uh, as we said, um, skydiving is probably number two. Uh, I want to visit all the continents. That's three. Four. Um, I guess the seven wonders of the world would be four. Five. Let me come up with a good one. Um, oh, Safari. Still can't believe you built this list and didn't tell me. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm going to change my list. Safari. I mean, space. Skydiving. Skydiving. The continents. I want to hike them Appalachian Trail. Then Safari. That Appalachian Trail, I really want to do that, and I know that like that's so cliche now, but I've wanted to do it. Like I said, it's been on my list since 2011, so it's been on before. Yeah, but before it got popular, I really would like to do that because it's just thing that's pretty cool to be able to go from the tip of Maine all the way to like Florida or whatever. Wherever. Uh, another cool thing um, along those lines, there are two trips I want to do. One is, uh, it's like this, it's like the great off-road trip. It's a, it's like in America where you can go from the East Coast to the West Coast uh, all without ever getting on a paved road. 
Really? Yeah. Uh, a, a good friend of mine, actually the um, game master for our, our Warhammer game, is uh, going to do one-third of that uh, for the next three years during the summer. That's that's something else that's kind of on my, on my bucket list. I want to travel cross-country once. Like, I would love to do, like, the Lewis and Clark or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's possible, like, Lewis and Clark or Oregon Trail or something like that. I think that'd be cool to do, but... Whatever. Appalachian Trail is my, yeah, my... That's good enough, That's too. my number one. And, like, after I did the Appalachian Trail, I know I'd want to do the... Because there are these certain, like, super trail hikes that that, that people do. Um, there's the Appalachian Trail, then there's one in, on the west coast. I think it falls... Basically, fall in the Rockies. That's the path. Um, I think it starts in, like... South Dakota or something, or Colorado or something. You go all the way down to, like, parts of Arizona or something weird like that. Mm-hmm. Follow the, I think it's the Yellow River, maybe. I don't know. But, you know, that that's kind of stuff. But, uh, I guess we'll move on to what was it called? The Fuck It List? Yeah, just the Fuck It List. And, and, and this is a lot shorter list, because there are fewer of these. And basically, the Fuck It List is, like, those things that society says you should do are things you, you know, people sort of, sort of expected to do, and you're just like, nah, fuck that list. Um, and I don't have many on this list because uh-huh. there are not too many things that I disagree or feel like, you know, society pushes people into a... In. But I guess the number one thing on my fuck it list is owning a home. And that's not necessarily because of, like, a lot of... Some of it is because of just, like, you know, the economic pressures that come with the value of your home doesn't necessarily have to do with anything that you do about it. I think that's just something about you being a military brat and not putting down roots. Oh, I mean, it definitely has to do with my nomadic nature. But, like, for a while I used to think I wanted to own a home, um, but... I want to own a home. I don't. I just... I don't... I don't want... I don't want to have to pay rent. I want something that's mine that I can do with whatever. I like being able to walk away. See, I guess that's what it is. Like, I don't want to... Which is why, you know, like... I've been thinking about moving up to Boston or whatnot, and then I was like, my five-year plan was, in five years, have a home, and then I was like, if I did my five-year plan in Charlotte and I owned a home, then I wouldn't move. So, like, the, owning a home has been taken off my five-year plan, so, like, I'm rethinking what my five-year plan is. But, like, I do eventually want to own a home, just because it's something that's yours. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand why people want to do it, but I just don't like to be a burden of being nailed down being tr- feeling like you're trapped in a place and we always sell yeah as long as the economy doesn't fuck up because i and that's an, and that's part of uh, that could rent then that what became a fear for me i think was the whole idea of like you know you have these people who have been responsible homeowners and they got fucked over they got yeah. fucked over because of their neighbors or because of the you know a town dies around them and all of a sudden your house that you're that you're still paying four hundred thousand dollars for is now worth 80 90 100 yeah. you know um but some other things that could be on bucket lists that are on my bucket list that you mentioned running a marathon. I don't understand the appeal of it. <laughs> I don't get it. I do not get the appeal of I it. I didn't get it either, but now I get it. It's, it's the endurance and be able to complete it and just, it's such an arbitrary thing, 26.2 miles, but... You know what it takes for me to finish a marathon? What? A guy with a gun. I don't think... I, that's what I used to think too, but there was a time when it took me... 18, 20 minutes to do a mile. And, and like, now I'm down into, like, the 13... Well, probably not now, because I haven't run in, like, months. But 
I got down into the 12 minute mile range, you know, like as I lose weight and you endure more then like when you're running further, it feels like a real accomplishment, you know, and I would like, I would love to do the a marathon. Like I would love to do the Boston marathon. Yep. Nope, nope, nope. As listen, as a person who gets Patriots Day, which is not a real holiday, uh-huh. um, up in Massachusetts, and we go, I've I've gone and seen the marathon. Probably, I've been up there for a decade. I've probably gone for five years of that. That I've gone, I haven't gone in the last three years, obviously since the bombing. And as a matter of fact, the year of the bombing was the first time in about three years I hadn't, uh, I hadn't gone. I had gone the three previous years, I should say. Um, but no, I just seeing the misery that people yeah. go through. Seeing, I mean, listen, I've seen people who've gone running in jerseys and t-shirts, and by the time they get to the finish line, they have bloody nipples because yeah, of the, like nope, Astroglide, man, nope, you gotta nope, put that nope. shit on. Well, yeah, someone didn't tell a lot of people every year. Uh, I and, say, and I'll tell you another rookie mistake, and I don't understand how so many people who get to the Boston Marathon level because the Boston Marathon is something that you have to qualify for. It's like it's no joke. But, like, so many people will go in there with brand new shoes. You fucked up right there. Yeah, you, you, you're not going to be able to walk. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah we, but, actually, we actually had a friend who uh, collapsed last year and had to go to the hospital with 106 fever. Mm-hmm. Basically blacked out and just woke up in a vat of ice in the hospital. Kidneys will shut down. And that's the reason why I'm not running marathons, folks. Don't do it. I, I would love to do it. Also, um, fuck it, let uh, Oktoberfest, yeah, it's it's overrated. Overrated. Although I want to go to Germany. I gotta say, Germany in general, it's just I don't. I have no need to go to Germany. Well, if we're talking about fuck it list locations, uh, I want to go to Germany. I want. I would like to go uh, to Berlin. It's an amazing city. I've been told, and I have some friends who are actually working there. American friends who are working there who are not coming back. So and just seeing the festivals and stuff they go mm-hmm. to, I want to I want to go there. But on my real deal, fuck it list, Russia. Yeah, don't need to go there. I'd love to go to Russia, but I'm sorry, One, Israel, I'm gonna... Israel and Palestine. They, yep. They've made my fuck it list. I want to go to the Wailing Wall. I would love to go to Bethlehem, but fuck that yeah, shit. Fuck that's it. just that's just I can't trust that whole region. And it's not even Dubai. Fuck Dubai too. Exactly. And that's the thing, like. <laughs> Intelligence is a great thing, but sometimes too much information can ruin a place. Uh, and I just cannot go there and spend money knowing what they do around the world right. and what they do t- around that region. That's kind of the reason why I, I like I wouldn't want to go to Israel because it's like I'm either supporting oppressors inadvertently or I'm witnessing oppression, oppression yeah. right in my face and I can't do anything about it. Uh, but high on that list, and you mentioned this earlier – India. I would love, love, love to see the Taj Mahal. But I just, I don't need that. If, and I, I, I'm sure it's a bad PR thing, but India is such a, uh, oh, what's the word? Uh, oxymoron, I, for lack of a better word. It's just... Contradiction? It con- yeah, because it's like the high, one of the high-tech capitals of the world. You know, I mean, they've got people so highly educated like so many people who are doctors and have gone to college and you know higher education and they're like driving taxis and shit you know but then at the same time you have villages where they're like Siamese twins are gods on earth now you know it's yeah. like you know the Ganges River yeah see that's the thing like that shit is disgusting yeah I can't I just can't like I just can't 
but yeah, so I guess those are our bucket lists and bucket lists. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm open to lots of new experiences. Uh, and so if you guys have any bucket list stuff that you think that we missed out, things that we should go to, uh, let us know. Um, and I guess my suggestion when it comes to bucket lists is just try new experiences. Don't wait till you're old. Don't wait till you're yeah. retired. Don't wait till you're halfway dead or dying. Um, do them now. Uh, you know, if you want to be an extra in a movie, go for casting. You want to go climb a mountain, start climbing upstairs now so you can make it up that mountain. Bucket. And if you don't want to do it, fuck it. Yeah. Um, I think that's about to do is. I do. I, I yeah. think that, that feel like it's a good place to yeah. stop. Except, okay, I do have a bit of a rant. And this is something that happened in the past week or so. And I'm going to leave it vague because I don't want to make a big deal about it. But you know how we were talking about uh, the anti-lexicon and things you shouldn't say? Mm-hmm. Somebody said to me, and it's just because it's been bothering me. And like we said, this is part therapy. And this is where the therapy comes in because like, I feel like I want to talk about it. But... Somebody was like, Reggie, you're the whitest black person I know. Please, motherfuckers, spread the word to your friends, to everybody, not to say that shit, because that is so offensive. Like, next to the N-word, that's probably the most offensive thing you could probably say to a person. Because what it's saying is, it says more about you than it does about the person, because it says, wow, you don't meet my stereotype of what black people should be or should, you know, shouldn't be. And, you know, so, like, it's really offensive, and if you hear someone say it, push back on it so that we can stop hearing it, because just because I like Matchbox 20 and Dave Matthews Band, and I like rock and roll, and I'm not a big fan of hip-hop, does not mean I'm somehow less of a black person. A cop will shoot me just the same. Amen to that. (laughs) Amen to fucking that. And along those lines, it... Listen, I know some people don't understand why it's an insult, but it is an insult. Because not only are, are you quantifying what you think blackness or Asianness is or, you know, whatever ethnicity that you're comparing to white, but you're also basically saying that, oh, wow, you're better than the others. Right. Because- you're basically elevating whiteness above what our cultural, what our, the thing that makes us unique is. Yeah. Like... And the thing was, the reason it kind of bugged me was because, like, it was in a, a kind of a form where I was like, I, I want to say something about it, but, like, not necessarily this isn't a place, but then if, it's one of those things, like, if I had said something, it would have been a big deal, made shit awkward. Mm-hmm. So, like, and, and, like, that's the problem of, I guess it's a problem of people who aren't in the majority, you know, like, underprivileged people, I guess is a better way to put it, maybe. Where sometimes you just have to swallow things because you don't want to make it awkward for everyone else. Yeah. But, it, it, you know, like, and, and that's one of those pick your battles. Like, it's a problem, but it's not, I'm not going to make it a big deal. But, like, I, it's something that kind of bothered me throughout the week. Because I was like, you know, and they were like, I was like, I jokingly was like, I'm the blackest person you know. You know, and he's like, no, the blackest person I know is this guy. And he was like, he's got, even got the 70s pimp and shit. And I was like... And I just left it at that because I was like, that's so problematic. You don't even know how fucked up because exactly. that's your idea of what blackness is. You, you have no idea what it means to be black is like, but whatever. So God, you are, you are such a better person than me. I would have fucking yeah. been like, because I was like, you want to knock me for liking, um, uh, Dave Matthews band, but like 50% of the band is black. So 
how, how you know Jimi Hendrix? Like, yeah, how, how fucking black and, people invented rock and roll? Right, thank you, motherfuckers. You're so much nicer. I would have been like, he would have been talking, and I would have just been loading up, just waiting, just <laughs> click clack, click click clack clack. Yeah, lay down heat. But yeah, so that's my rant. I'm like, we shall overcome. Yeah, guys, listen. I'm just saying, spread the word. Yeah, spread the word. Don't put people in boxes. Because we will box our way out of that, bitch. Yeah. So, with that one, thank you all. This has been a fun experience. Being able to do it a lot over Skype and, uh, you know, see each other's facial expressions. I mean, you guys can't see because of audio, but but it's it's interesting (laughs) how... I don't know. I feel like this is a better conversation. I really do. I feel like this is more natural. Yeah. But anyway... As always, I want to tell you guys, uh, speak your truth, tell your story, and stay woke. No singing this time.